Hi, it's Larry here, Xboxes Major Nelson. Welcome to the show. Uh, we've got another podcast here. We've got Jeff, who's over there in the other box. Hi, Jeff. What are you? Where are you? Hi. <laughs> uh, I am for the first time in over a year working from the office. Um, right. Where, as you can see, this this beautiful office. Hold light, on a minute. Hold uh, on a minute. Let, let's let's go full screen and look. Wow, look at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, we're in the middle of moving. My house is a disaster. Um, I literally can't even get to my desk. So I was like, oh, I'll bring everything in. It'll set right up. But, uh, you know, it takes a little while. Now, here's the thing I want you to know. Yes. When you see Phil and he's in his office, people start looking in the background. Like, by the way, by there? the way, that's he's not his office. That's his wife's office. A lot of people don't know that. That 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 uh, I call true, it. The, I call it the beige cave. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one, but then sometimes he's in his actual office right. and people start looking for figurines or whatever in the background. So uh, here we've got a box of tissues, I think. Uh, right there. It's uh, Aaron's desk. It's a bottle of champagne. So there, that good weekend for me. There's a Rainbow Dash figurine, I think. Do right you, by the way, do you know what's over there's your- There's no secrets. You know there's what's no over secrets. your left shoulder? Uh, what? My desk. <laughs> oh, yes. So <laughs> if you were always wondering where Larry sits- He's uh, right behind me, usually sl in that corner, yeah. usually slinging, you know, insults or whatever. Or actually, remember what you used to do that I do not miss at all. And you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. Is I'll be typing something or doing something or, or stretching because I would just like- stretch. Or have a conversation with a somebody behind and, you. And you would, you would p take a picture from mm -hmm. behind me and post it without my consent. And On Twitter. Uh, I, you know, I don't, generally good natured, I will say, don't miss it. Okay, but I, I anyway, appreciate that. Enough. This welcome to the office. Well, welcome well, we do have show. a little. First of all, that's why I wanted to go to that. Let's go back in here. Um, a couple things. Uh, Rebecca is off this week. Um, she and Pumbaa are doing. I don't know what's going on, but uh, she said visiting she's not, family. Visiting vi family. Visiting yeah. family. So I don't. Pumbaa's family or Rebecca's family? I don't know. So either either way, it's <laughs> uh, a great question. So uh, we, so Jeff and I were talking like, wow, you know, we 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 love having Rebecca on. We've always had a, we've you know I rebuilt the entire show to have a third slot. Jeff, who should we get on? And that's when I went to you and said, well, what yeah. should we do here? So we yeah, so we were talking about it, and so part of my job is working with podcasters for a living. And a lot of times, if you see someone not like just me, you, not just me, or Jason <laughs> Ronald, or uh, Phil Spencer, or Sarah Bond uh, on a podcast, uh, chances are I had something to do with that uh, yeah. little sort of booking uh, type of thing. And just last week, Jason Ronald talking about FPS Boost and a number of other things was on uh, a great podcast called Spawn on Me. Oh yeah, and I was listening to that podcast. And which is hosted by Khalif Adams. And I'm like, this guy is an amazing interviewer. And we've had a few folks. Chris Charla was on there. Yeah. Sarah Bond was on there, I want to say last year or early this year. And I just kept being impressed by like, you know, good interviewers, they don't just, you know, think about what's top of mind. They get behind the get, get behind the eyes and and figure out sort of what makes this person tick and yeah. what's great about them. And that's something that Khalif is awesome at doing. So I asked him. Would you be willing to to join the the Xbox podcast guest co-host? So, ladies and gentlemen, let me hit this button. We're gonna we're gonna hang on because we're gonna rearrange some boxes here so we can bring him okay. in here because it's a big talent. Here we go. Hold on tight, <laughs> Khalif. Hey! Good to see you, my friend. Hey. hey, gents, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be here. And and Jeff, you have me in the in the green room blushing already uh, early this morning uh with such it's kind true. words for me in the, in the show so thank you so much and I, again i'm excited to rock with you i've been a big fan of, of both of you for a very long time so getting a chance to do this definitely checks off a, a bucket list item for me well as jeff was saying khalif you know when he came to me and said why don't we get khalif on i'm like can we do you think he'd do it? <laughs> so I was so so excited to have you here, and it's uh it's such a it's such a pleasure. I mean, Rebecca's out, so we figure we'll bring in. You know, we'll we'll kind of maybe do this every now and then. If Jeff's out, we'll bring somebody else in. But I want to start reaching out to the community, and you're the very first guest co-host to come oh on. God. So so let's welcome, welcome, welcome. So. Yes, oh, absolutely. that's Thanks that's so wild to know that I'm 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 breaking barriers. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking taking it on every day. This that's just fantastic. So again, again, thank you so much for having me. Again, a big big fan of all the work that you both do, and this is super cool to get a chance to do this with you. Also, I'm ready to rock. Let's let's get it in. I'm well, before we get in. going, we're going to do it. We'll do it at the end as well. But why don't you just tell people? I mean, I got some stuff up in, here on screen where they find you on social. But you you Jeff mentioned yeah. your podcast. Where do they find your podcast? 
Yeah, we're on every platform at this point. Uh, we're part of the Fanbyte Network, uh, a part of their massive uh, suite of podcasts. We've been doing, I've been doing Spawn on Me for about eight years now. Yeah. Uh, we're about to hit our 400th episode fairly soon. Well done. Uh, and we, thank you. Uh, it's been an interesting eight years. Who knew that we'd still be around this long, uh, kicking kicking and screaming our way into, into podcasting fame, if that's where we're ever going to get. Uh, but it's been amazing. We, we've been kind of starting this process of, uh, you know, trying to spotlight people of color and marginalized folks in the video game industry, because that was the thing that when I started this process and started this with my with my with my former co-hosts, it's um, was the thing that just wasn't in the space. Uh, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a, a part of the ecosystem in the way that we talk about games media and, and talking about it through this prism. Uh, of of our life and, and and through the ways that we kind of see the world, so uh, it's been fantastic to be able to kind of work with you all and, and and have wonderful folks on the show and been able to kind of broaden that conversation out for our audience and for all the folks in Xbox Land and it's been so cool to be able to do this work. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, I, I, you very well put, and we appreciate all the work that you're doing over there. I mean, that's one of the things we're trying to do is shine the light on all the some of the great work that's being done in not just in the games industry, but in the, in the kind of the, the areas uh, and the industries that surround us like yourself. So we're so excited. I mean, we, you know the format of the show. We talk about what we're playing. I got some interviews yeah. later on. Jeff may or may not have some news. So we'll, we'll see, right, Jeff? got news i've got okay. i look i'm in the center of news you know there's no one else in this office but i promise you there is news this week that is a newsroom but we we usually start off by what we're playing so i figured uh you know khalif why don't you tell what, what what's on what's on your console i mean i know actually you know i want to just show something real interesting because i think this is the first time we've seen this before jeff do you see what's over his right shoulder not only is that a refrigerator and xbox series s that's a playstation tucked in between the two <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, yeah uh, and the, the fridge is only marginally taller. Uh, I, I should. I, should <laughs> I did I don't get an email that. from someone. <laughs> I did get an email from someone the other day who had seen the shot, uh, and they said, "When did the Xbox Series X get bigger than the PlayStation 5? And I was <laughs> right. like, "Well, you know." I was like, you know, they have shrink rays and grow rays, and you know, ways they do that kind of stuff. But they they were they were excited to see, you know, the Xbox Series X. So, uh, and uh, and, well, and to be clear, you know, so the reality is, you know, there's so many games in Game Pass. We had to make the console bigger. No, that's that's not that's not true at all. <laughs> no, that's actually that's actually uh, you know a limited edition um, special refrigerator that Jeff and his team sent out to a bunch of influencers. So that's what you. So if we open it, what's in there? Do you have anything in there? That's There's the a right couple question. of cans of Zoa in there right <laughs> okay, now, actually. Okay. okay. Uh, so they're 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 on ice, as, as, <laughs> as, so to speak, and it was cool because the it was the first time I got a chance to have correspondence with The Rock on Twitter, which was nuts. Right. It was super cool. That was great. He uh, was very active, yeah. you know, replying to folks. And uh, you have the glasses yeah. I see on the top, the uh, the one eyebrow up, uh, aviators. Oh, I, I lost my mind. Yeah. I had I had I had a friend. I had my wife's friend was like, "Did you know that your husband is talking to The Rock on Twitter?" <laughs> and I was like, NBD. wait a minute, is that actually The Rock? Like, it's actually The Rock. That's so wild. So, yeah, it's 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 super cool. It it is now the the cornerstone of our of our sponsor desk. So, uh, it's super cool to have that in in here and, and rocking with it. So it was fun. Well, I want to thank you because oh, what I'm playing. Think, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, let's talk yes. about what you're playing. Oh, I forgot to talk about. That. Uh, so I finished uh, Returnal, uh, which was fantastic and super fun on PlayStation. Uh, and then I've just finished up Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil Village, and that was so good. I'm a huge horror fan, uh, so getting a chance to run through that and, and get a chance to play it and and just be disgusted and in awe of all the wonderful things Capcom was able to put into that game, it was brilliant and definitely at one of my kind of in the higher ups in my, my game of the year discussions yeah. already uh, halfway through the year, so... Those are a couple of games I've been running through, and of course I've been playing a lot of MLB The Show, so I've been I've been digging back in there. My available on Game Bricago, Pass. Available <laughs> on Game Pass. Uh, my Bricago biscuits are doing well. Uh, that's the name of my team, uh, and they have been you know doing all right. My 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 road to the show character is is learning and failing often, but he's 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 trying to get himself there into the majors and at least you know at least in the AAA at this point because he's still I mean he's still in double. Uh, so we're, we're trying to make sure he gets into the league. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff on on the plate right now. Awesome, that's great. Did Jeff? you build yeah. your own stadium? And if so, uh, you know, is there a barbecue place? And who's on the grill? That's that's what <laughs> I want to know. Because if you play the real, you the real questions. 
<laughs> I, I haven't dug into the stadium builder yet. Uh, uh, but I, it'll probably have like a little bit of city field uh, feel to it because I'm a big Mets fan. So it, it you're is a Mets fan for me to say right that. here. You and it I are Mets fans. Oh, I love that. See, I appreciate you. See, this I is great. I, it is blasphemous for me to say that because I'm from the Bronx originally. So Yankees fans get mad at me for saying that out loud. But it's sure I'm a Mets fan. I've been an Amazings fan since they won. They won the the. The World Series back in what eighty five or something like that. I remember that something like that. Timmy Tuffle Shuffle. I remember that. Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, Dallas Strawberry man. That that was the when they beat the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, Uh No. So when you build your stadium, though, would it be safe to say there would be like a Paris Lilies, you know, barbecue or something like that? Will that that be a thing? I always see the two of you going back and forth on on. (laughs) Who, who's a better he's a better griller and i i just think that's i'd like to make funny. a request you, i'd actually like Khalif, yes. when, when you're build when you build your stadium would you make it in the shape of a grill <laughs> like this the, <laughs> if I the, could. this right the, the whole just make the whole thing a big grill i have to go see if i can get the folks from sins from sds to let me know if i can actually do that they may have to put some assets in there uh and make that happen i will say this though there won't be a grill in in the stadium but if you are a fan of the hitman 3 series and hitman games uh this month we're going to be featuring some contracts they're going to do some featured spawn me contracts in there and one of them may have some grill conversations or conversations around food in Paris in it. So you there may want to exclusive with that. And that will become canon in in the Hitman oh. universe. So that, that he can't, how was he going to respond to that? That's yeah. uh, all right. We'll we'll leave I it mean, at that we'll see because it, it won't go, it won't go out until probably the twentieth or so. So he'll probably hear this before that, right? Uh, so he'll know what's coming. But it, it, it'll he be won't. Fun he to but see. he really won't know what's coming, right? <laughs> oh, I really hope. Like you know, we we won't tell him that it's that it's going to be a thing, but it'll be a thing. Yeah, that's great. We need awesome. to put a bounty out for a screenshot of that. Um, but let, let's talk about <laughs> RE Village. I, I've been playing that, and I'm not anywhere near done, because I, mostly because I need to play it in 20-minute increments, because something crazy will happen, <laughs> and then I'm like, I get to save the game, and I'm like, I need a break. And I'm, by the way, this is maybe the first time I've really been like, thank God for quick resume. Because yeah. there are times where I can't get to a save point. I just hit pause and I just turn it off and I need to walk away because yeah. the game is intense. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty glad that I can I could step away and come back when I'm ready because I'm being stalked through the castle by Lady Dimitrescu. <gasps> what, honestly, I thought that would be a dream come true on some level. but uh, it's, tr- it's actually a nightmare. <laughs> maybe not. It's actually a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, interesting, Jeff, because yeah. because uh, MLB. You talked about MLB, Khalif. That that supports quick resume. Uh, Resident Evil Village supports quick resume. So we got some good stuff there. If you, you know, if you're getting back in as quick as possible, I mean, I love I love it. So Jeff, what you talked about? I, it's funny. I have Resident Evil downloaded. I haven't even pressed A yet to start it because because you've been you've been talking it up and and All right, about so it. So let me give you the chicken's guide to <laughs> Resident Evil Village. Wait a minute. Are, are you judging? I, I, are you judging? No. Oh, no. This is from firsthand experience. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you. So I, I, I've always loved the Resident Evil games. They've always scared the hell out of me. But once they went into first person with Resident Evil 7, right. it was too much. Like, it was just too much. But then, <laughs> I'll be honest, I got caught up in the hype with Village. You know, I the, the marketing's been, like, on point. It's been, I was like, you know what? I have to just, like, suck it up and I'm going to play even though I know I'm going to be scared. And by right. the way, completely delivered, like, very like in the first 15 minutes you know, like where i was i was freaking out but all right so i'm playing with and look you can judge me all you want but it is what it is uh daytime mm-hmm. shades are shades are wide oh, wide open just mm-hmm. wide. i've turned that brightness slider how far to the right i it's all the way to 11 uh not using headphones and in fact i'm having it come through my tv and it's on like 10 out of 50 volume all right i just like because all these little cracks the sound design's phenomenal so every little crack of like a branch i'm like i like literally jumping like there's an early point like well before you even face anybody and uh, like you're going through a house and it was just like the, the cabinet moved and i was just, i almost dropped the controller uh i dropped it to easy level i'm not gonna lie because normally most games i played on normal right and default uh, 
the first the first lichen that I encountered took fourteen shots to drop with at least five headshots in that in that mix, and I was like, "So your clip was gonna, empty." You know the, the game is going to be scary. I don't want to be stressed out over um, over resource management. I kind of just want to like it, this game is is a almost like a theme park for horror. There's like, you know, you go to Disneyland, there's Tomorrowland and Fantasyland and uh, Adventureland. Something for everybody. Like vampire land <laughs> and, you know, like, like a couple of different, you know, di- different like biomes, if you would, biomes of horror. And uh, I kind of want to go along for the ride. I don't want to have to be stressed on top of it. Now, no. I, I, the look <laughs> I can see on your face, Khalif, is like you are playing this game all wrong and I totally get it, but it's the only way I'm going to oh, get no. through but it can be no done. judgment because right, i know no not judgment at oh, all can... i i probably played it in the complete opposite way dark room yeah everything super loud headphones on waiting for everything <laughs> to hit me headphones on you know <laughs> it's just like waiting for stuff to go down and but you're right it is it is one of those like super ridiculous amazingly wild rides that you're just like i don't know what to expect next next but Everything is happening at once, and I, I need to figure out ways to kind of mitigate that and manage it in a good way so I don't freak myself out every two minutes. But it, it, it is a fantastic ride. I'm excited for you to check it out, Larry, because I think there's going to be interesting spaces there for you. Are you are you a horror fan, or, or are you kind of like horror adjacent? I, I, I'll, way, I'll, I'll like duck to in to see what all the buzz is about, but I have zero in. I, I just jump scares are like, I, I, don't, I got enough in my life. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> you beat alien isolation right I, well i mean that's well but, but my connection to that level of horror was because i love the alien franchise so that's what pulled yeah. me in. not that i don't like resident evil franchise but it just never pulled me in like the alien the movies did and so forth so that's that's so i mean i'll, I'll give it a try it's up here i yeah. promise so yeah. you should at least give it the first hour or so and you'll get a, a nice feel for some of the things some of the things this game will throw at you by right. the way can we just talk yeah. about ethan's pain tolerance because like i get a paper cut <laughs> and i'm looking for a band-aid and the things that happened to this guy just in the first hour somebody actually i saw on twitter put together like an excel sheet of all the things that just happened to him in the in castle dimitrescu it was like <laughs> you know how like after a certain that goes a b and then it gets into like double a you know like once you get past 20 yeah. it was like that many things and and that's like one area of the game I and mean, it's just <laughs> it was wolverine did not go through this much stuff in like all of the x-men movies put together yeah th- there's there's many many conversations about hands uh when it comes to ethan in that conversation so i won't i won't talk about it because i don't want to spoil it for larry but Lots of conversations about how that works and, and what that means for that character in that right. story. And it is, you're absolutely right, Jeff. He, I mean, is tortured <laughs> as a tortured soul, <laughs> both in his soul and in his actual body. It's just unreasonable what they do to that man. All right. <sighs> what else you playing, Jeffrey? Yeah. Oh, I finally, after I calculated 98 and one quarter hours, beat like the real ending of Dragon Quest 11 S. 98 uh, hours de- definitive version it's amazing i love i love this look if you like a classic rpg and i played the first rpg i ever played was the original dragon quest which was called dragon warrior back yep. on nes and uh there's like a lot of like throwbacks to it you actually get to play certain scenes from it if you choose to that are sort of optional content and I just enjoyed this game all the way through. Uh, and I, I think we talked about this before. I was like, you see the credits the first time? That's a speed bump. That is not. That lets you know you're two thirds <laughs> done the actual game. Yeah. And uh, and I you know I cleaned up all the different things. I sort of finished all the storylines. This game, if you if you play it the way you, it can be played, you can tie up every loose end. And there's just a lot of thoughtfulness seeds that are planted. 50 hours ago come to bloom later i i I just think that was just a a genius game it was really great and after that when i'm calming down from uh from resident evil i'm into judgment judgment remastered by the makers of yakuza rgg studios so i'm learning a lot about the japanese court system um 
apparently the conviction rate is 99.9%, which is very interesting. Yeah. So uh, next time I'm in Japan, I will be a much better behavior. That, that's why, than, that's than why the, um, in the past, that's why, what was the, uh, was it Nissan? Remember the, the, the CEO of Nissan, he was smuggled out of Japan in like a, a, a cello case I, yeah, or something yeah. because he knew that it was, I, I the writing was on the wall, that. regardless of what happened. I mean, that's, it's crazy, but uh, I'm glad you're learning about more about Japanese culture, Jeffrey. And, and of course, after we we, we had uh, Hosokawa-san from our GG studio joined us from Tokyo uh, a couple of weeks ago, which was which was awesome. And he was teasing. A, there was a countdown timer, and that countdown timer led to a great announcement, which was uh, Last Judgment, the sequel to Judgment, uh, which will be out uh, on Xbox Series X and S. Uh, and, and Xbox One, actually, uh, in, I want to say, in the fall. I don't want to yeah. get the date wrong, but uh, maybe September. So uh, if you've been enjoying Judgment, know that uh, you're on the clock because four months from now, we get another one. So yeah. uh, I just, <laughs> as someone who's discovered the Yakuza series over the course of the last year, being able I, I, to I discover like, it is putting it like lightly. An endless source of content. Discovered Discover, is putting it lightly. I would say embracing, immersed. Into, <laughs> I, I just love, it's like, I, so I have like some friends who have just gotten into, uh, you know, like different shows. Like, uh, well, a lot of people have been discovering things, but Ted Lasso, uh, did either of you watch oh, yeah. Ted Lasso on, I, on Apple TV? I have not. So, I keep hearing good things about even it. Even if you don't like soccer, you, you got to watch it. It's about an American who, uh, a football coach who goes over and ends up coaching in England. And it's just like a heartwarming show. And, and it just everyone who watches it falls in love with it. And, uh, like people I'm seeing, like I've discovered in the last couple of weeks, it's like, guess what? Season two is in like next month. So, you know, it's just like <laughs> that sort of like, uh, that awesome feeling. Like I found something great and there's more of it that is continuing to come. And that's, that's me with the Yakuza series. I don't know if Khalif, if you've ever gotten anyway, Larry, he just lives vicariously through me. I Cause I don't need to. I feel like I'm just, you're giving so much. You're playing enough for 10 people. <laughs> that might be true. I'm pl- I played a, a bit of the most recent one, which is brilliant. It's super, super cool. That's, that's my first foray into, into the series. So it, it feels like a, a, a good place to start as, as a, as a new y- Yakuza player, but also there's so much lore about all the players involved that that I feel like I need to go back now and check out some of the stuff in that space too. So it's it's super fun. It's wacky. It's nuts, but it's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, it is. If you played like a dragon, if that was the 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 yeah. one you played, it's a great starting point. It's uh, that's actually why I played Dragon Quest because they're always talking about Dragon Quest in that game, and so it sort of reverse psychologyed me, and I ended up playing. Uh, Dragon Quest afterwards, which was which was the right call. It's part of Game Pass, by the way. You should absolutely check that out. Um, mm. uh, it, Dragon Quest is so like a dragon. They also announced uh, alongside Last Judgment that they're going to keep it in the turn base. So if you really like like a dragon, um, it's going to stay as an RPG as opposed to a brawler. The brawling happens in the Judgment franchise. I I thought that that announcement was very well received by me because I loved like a dragon. I was hoping it wouldn't be. And really that's all that matters when it comes to this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't, I don't, is there a dig in there, Larry? Because I I totally agree with that statement. No, I'm just saying it's because at the end of the day that, you know, you're such a, you're, you know, we talked about this, you know, he's a judgment uh, Nyakuza influencer. So, you know, that's. Oh, is (laughs) this true, Jeff? I didn't know this. (laughs) Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I think the real oh. judgment influencer and Yaka's influencer is is Brittany, a blonde nerd, um, who yeah. really sort of, you know, is very active on Twitter yeah. uh, about the series at all times and Resident Evil for that matter. And she yeah, yeah. she encouraged me to play both of them. And uh, you know, here we has are. Not led me astray yet. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, we got to get go, we got to get moving along. Here's got some interviews coming up, but I just want to say I finally. I, yeah, it's not, you can't see the screen behind me. Doom Eternal. I finally finished it. I've been playing it. I, I oh, think it was, I've been playing it for about a year, and it just not not nonstop. But I, Khalif, you play this because this game is hard. This is not I easy. I love that game. Yeah, I love that game. It is so so good. It is very very hard though. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the conversations are like, which one is harder, Returnal or Doom Eternal? Right. And to be to be fair, Doom Eternal for me was much harder than Returnal was. Uh, it so was. It's wild. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I finally finished that. And I, I'm actually to your point. You know, I go. I'm going back and kind of going through some of the some of the chapters now that I finished it and trying yeah. to pick up some of the collectibles. So that anyway, that that was my that was my big deal this week. Is I, f- I finally 
finally finished that after what's been, it's been about a year, you know, on and off playing it. So because it's just I got to some a couple of these levels, Khalif, because you know you got to do a lot of the a lot of the acrobatics to get around and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, I just gotta I gotta take a break, and I would go back and play it for two hours. Couldn't get past. Finally got past it. So anyway, yeah. yay! Congrats! Thank nice you. Done. Thank you very much. Uh, Jeff, you, we got some interviews queued up here. I don't know if you want to if you want to bring us into the interviews so we can get cooking along here. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we do that? Uh, first, uh, I know we wanted to talk about about National Mental Health Day. So we're talking with Tara Volker from Microsoft uh, about that. And then uh, we're going to be talking games. So uh, why don't we get straight to the interview? May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Xbox is amplifying voices of empathy, honesty, and mental health awareness. Joining me today is uh, Team Xbox member Tara Volka, who's the Gaming and Disability Co-Lead. Tara, welcome to the show, and nice to chat with you. Hello. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, this is exciting. I mean, I, as I said earlier, May May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's also um, there's also we've got Accessibility Awareness Day coming up as well, right? Because those are two areas that you kind of work within. Yes. Uh, so the third Thursday of every month is global of every May every year is Global Accessibility Awareness Day or GAD, uh, G-A-A-D, as you'll see it on social media. Great. Now you've got a um, you've got a blog post that's up on on uh, Xbox Wire news.xbox.com talking about mental health awareness day and accessibility awareness day. Tell us a little bit about what the post says and what you do at Xbox. You know, one of the things that's really important during May and Mental Health Awareness Month is literally just talking about mental health and the benefits of gaming. You know, in the blog, I go on to talk about how important, especially during the pandemic, gaming can be for mental health. Uh, you know, we talked about gaming provided a great distraction for 82.9 and it was 90% of people who responded to survey that it helps with emotional stress, that it's helped relieve physical pain. Um, and that there's tons of benefits. Like I personally have benefited from gaming, helping me with my PTSD. And it's really important to share those stories, make it normal, but also go through and highlight games that are doing uh, great depictions of uh, those struggling with mental health uh, because, you know, it needs to be more normalized. Everyone wants to see themselves in a video game. And for some of us, it's, you know, having a mental health struggle. I, I, I want to back up a little bit and talk about your journey to Xbox. Tell us how you ended up as, you know, at, T at Team Xbox as, as the gaming and disability co-lead. Yeah, it was a little bit of a winding <laughs> route to get here. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Xbox poached me from PlayStation. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was working at PlayStation, and actually a recruiter had reached out to me um, about possible openings, like Xbox, because you know we want to have a diverse workforce and we want to champion things like accessibility and inclusion in underrepresented communities. Like we recruit people in that space, um, and so I was reached out to um, and. Oh, here's my cat, Leon. Oh, hello, Leon. <laughs> Goodbye, Leon. <laughs> um, and so I was reached out to, and, you know, I was really happy at PlayStation. I was getting to do some cool accessibility things. But to be honest, the Gaming for Everyone program had just launched, and yep. I had friends who worked at Xbox um, and were telling me more about all of the work that happens with the Gaming for Everyone program internally, you know, about making sure that we're not only capturing all of these underrepresented groups, but having Xbox be a better place to work for them. So we have better retention. And basically the person who was the co-lead at the time was just like, if you come here, like, you know, you could team up with me. We could figure out what we could do. And yeah, after hearing about the gaming for everyone program and knowing I could be involved, I was like, I gotta go. This is it. This is what I need to do. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, a welcome. I mean, I know you've been here for quite some time, but I want to say welcome. I know it's you and I haven't met in person, only virtually and electronically. So it's great to have you on the team and 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 doing the work. We you talked a moment ago about the extraordinary number of people, especially in in you know during the pandemic, that have turned to gaming for um, for solace and mental relief and kind of keep themselves keep themselves well. Let's talk a little bit about mental health within games, because that's also an interesting angle as well, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, so there's, for a long time in gaming, it's not been a great representation, actually. Um, you see a lot of kind of, you know, someone has a moment that makes them snap, and then they become a villain. And that was, for a long time, the only representation of mental health in video games. And, you know, 
it's not something you really want to see. Like you don't want that character to be the one that you're most connected with. Right. Um, but you know, recently in the past few years with games like, um, uh, Hellblade in particular for Ninja Theory and Psychonauts 2, you know, we're starting to see games that are exploring it in a real way, but also embracing this accessibility notion of nothing about us without us. I mean, one of the reasons that um, Senua's Sacrifice like touched so many people was the work they did to accurately represent what having a psychosis was like. They had an idea they brought it to both experts uh, in the field and people who suffer from psychosis. Uh, and they were just like, whoa, you guys are totally going the wrong direction. Here's what it's like. Here's what I experienced. They brought that back, worked on it, and then, you know, brought it to the people. And they were like, wow, like this, this is it. I see myself in game now. Uh, and that that's really powerful, especially for a group that, like I said, the only representation out there was both inaccurate and kind of terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we talk about the end game and that's certainly great. I mean, I loved who didn't love Hellblade. I mean, it was an amazing game, but you're right. It also, it also surfaced some of these other issues uh, and, and maybe helped some folks realize that a, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not alone with some of the issues that I may be struggling with and B here's a character or a set of characters that I may identify with. Um, one of the other areas we, we talk, you talk about in the blog post, uh, for men Xbox mental health awareness, well, it's mental health awareness month that Xbox is, you know, we've got a lot of activity is, is online safety. Tell us a little bit about online safety in the crisis text line. Yeah. So one of the things that happens is you may be, you may be struggling. You may not know who to talk to. And sometimes talking to someone can be frankly, terrifying. Um, and so we've partnered with the Crisis Text Line to give a really easy way for you to just reach out and get help from a, you know, a certified counselor who will be able to um, help you. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, it's free, text-based, 24-7 support. Um, and so, you know, if you need a crisis counselor and, and, and you aren't sure where to go, like, we want to help you get the help you need so you can just reach out via that hotline. Yeah, it's important to point out that, as I said earlier, is that some people may be struggling with issues, they may not know what it is or be able to identify what it is. And they're just they're like, they don't know who to turn to or who to ask. Um, so it's it's great that we've got some of these these uh, resources out there. There's a lot of other elements. We talked about it being mental health uh, awareness, month, but accessibility awareness day, you have some we're going to be playing some games as well, right? That's going to be depending upon when you're listening to this later on in the month. Tell us about the date and what y'all are going to be playing and where to find that. Yes. Yeah, so we have, uh, first off, we're going to be having some cool things that are going to be, uh, that we're going to talk about in an upcoming wire post. By the time this comes out, we will have uh, announced a new feature that's actually going to be in a preview in our insider ring. Um, so keep a lookout for that. Um, uh, uh, I don't want to mess it up. Global party chat text speech synthesis. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's in the insider ring because this doesn't come out till till later. So and, and, and there's a, that's a lot of words, but explain to us what the feature is. <laughs> yeah, this this is actually really um, exciting. So if we were talking on Xbox Live like party chat, um, you know, let's say I were deaf or hard of hearing, there wouldn't really be a way for me to know what you're saying. With this feature, it will take the words you're saying verbally and put them to text for me to read in party chat. We've had it before in right. select games, but this is going to be party chat. Uh, global. You, know, you don't actually have to be in a game. This is going to be global launch. So pretty excited about that one. I mean, that's also that helps not only, you know, from an accessibility standpoint, folks that perhaps, uh, you know, need some assistance there, but it's also perhaps people that maybe want to learn English as a second language or anything like that. It's just it's just it just helps everybody. Right. It is. I mean, that's the great thing about so many of these accessibility features. You know, at Microsoft, we have the, the solve for one extent to many of inclusive design. But we have a lot of stuff going on. So you'll see it in that blog post. And then uh, we are also going to be doing a live stream uh, featuring me and Steve Saylor. Um, you may have seen him at the Ability Summit recently doing the keynote with uh, the one and only Phil Spencer. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about accessibility. We're going to be playing some games. We're still trying to pick exactly which one we want to play. Um, last time we did something like this, we played Sea of Thieves, and I accidentally blew everyone up with a barrel. So we may have to go not, to different not games. Tara, it's, it's important to know, Tara, that, that that's that's not... I mean, I know it's an accident, but that's kind of a rite of passage when you're playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just did it on like a huge global accessibility day uh, live stream um, with, you know, some really well-respected accessibility uh, advocates and pioneers. Oops. So that's... That <laughs> 
you know, it happens. It happens. I mean, we all we all play games. And that, that's the beautiful part about playing the games, you know, especially live streaming, is anything can happen. One of the other areas that we you touch on in the blog post, and again, I'll have a link in the show notes and and, and for my podcast and um, uh, for people to go out and take a look at it. But we talk about Microsoft Rewards. Now, that's one that people go like, wait, what? So to explain that, because that's an interesting program. I am really excited about this one. So basically, um, as you go and you get... Uh, points for the Microsoft Reward Program. Um, so this is members in the United States. You can donate those points to organizations for charity. And so we have two different charities that we're partnering with for this month. Take This, which is all about decreasing stigma and increasing support for mental health, particularly for uh, the gaming enthusiast community and those who work in video games, uh, but also Checkpoint, which again provides mental health resources for gaming and the gaming community. So using your Microsoft reward points, you'll be able to donate them to either of those charities. So that's really, really exciting. I, I want to point something out is that you know, Mental Health Awareness Month is May right now, and uh, which is a a great opportunity, but there, there's work that happens that you do all year long. This is just a, a fraction, a moment in time. You know, tell us about the, the 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 work that you do across across the group and across Team Xbox. Yeah. So when um, I'm not being a community lead for the Gaming for Everyone program, I'm also an accessibility project manager. So I partner with organizations all over Xbox from our studios to our marketing teams to make everything we do more accessible and more inclusive. Um, most recently I was working on our game stack live event and that was really exciting. And I got to work on our age of empires preview event. Right. Um, I was super excited about cause normally I didn't like, I normally don't get to work on any of these events. Like I just have to show up as like another fan of stuff. So like being able to work on that was really exciting. Welcome, and welcome oh my, behind the curtain. <laughs> it is like, you know, I've never been on the like event planning side of stuff. It's new and exciting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also working on other stuff like helping um, our party chat text speech, you know, get out and, you know, really just trying to make everything in the Xbox ecosystem better for people with disabilities, whether it's, you know, making sure that people who maybe need trigger warnings for mental health get what they need to making sure games have remappable controls, um, a, a little bit of everything. It's a really exciting space because there's a million things to do and I get to work with everyone. I want to point out that if they want to find you on social media, I've got it up on the screen right now. How do they find you? I'll let you say it verbally for those folks that uh, aren't watching. Yes, it's uh, Lady O'Pair. L-A-D-I-E-A-U-P-A-I-R. Excellent. That only uh, makes sense if you're a fan of Venture Brothers from a billion <laughs> years ago. <laughs> well, I will make sure that I, uh, I'll, I'll tag you on social media when I put this out there so they can follow you as well. Tara Volka, gaming and disability co-lead here at Xbox. Got a great blog post up on Xbox Wire about mental health awareness month which is uh, which is may which is happening right now uh so and accessibility awareness day which is later on tara thanks so much for all the work that you do and your time today and uh, i'm sure people will be hitting you up if they have any questions thank you no thanks thanks for having me and spreading the message both about mental health awareness and accessibility it really does mean a lot out now is subnautica below zero and joining me is david kalina who is the project lead on the game david thanks for joining us uh, thanks so much for having me. Really excited to talk to you. It's, as, as I just said a moment ago, it ships uh, as I post this show. And uh, folks are excited about Subnautica because it's the follow-up to 2018, which was, you know, I was checking, I was reading up on it. I forgot it actually run, won quite a few awards. So congratulations on the on that. And then, of course, the follow-up. Thank you. Um, That's right. Tell us a little bit about the game and what, what we can expect in Subnautica uh, Below Zero. Um, right. So Subnautica Below Zero is uh, what some might call an open world survival craft game. Um, it's an adventure that takes place on an alien planet, mostly underwater. So uh, you're exploring this, uh, this unfamiliar environment, you're trying to survive uh, underneath the surface of, uh, of the water and, uh, and also above in some cases. Um, Basically, you play as this uh, as this character, a xenobiologist named Robin Ayu, who comes to the planet looking for information about what happened to her sister, who died on a previous mission uh, in this sector. So along the way, um, you uh, you explore the world, uh, discover new biomes, all kinds of exotic alien creatures. Uh, uh, scan things to unlock recipes and uh, build vehicles and explore deeper and deeper. 
Uh, along the way, you'll meet an alien intelligence who's locked away in cold storage. His name is Alan. Uh, he ends up downloaded into your brain. And uh, yeah, and you go on this grand adventure on uh, Planet 4546B. Now, it's funny, uh, you know, I played some Subnautica, the original one uh, that came out, as I said, you know, a few years ago, and I'm, I'm a scuba diver. So I loved it. And I love, you mm. know, I love being underwater. So this this was, you know, when I started playing um, Below Zero, you know, I started, I don't want to, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you, you don't start out underwater, you have to get there. <laughs> um, right. uh, and you get there pretty quickly. But it's, it's, it's a beautiful world you've crafted. Tell us about some of the gameplay improvements from the, you know, Subnautica to Subnautica Below Zero. Yeah, um, so Subnautica Below Zero is built on the Subnautica Foundation, so a lot of the core gameplay is very similar, familiar to fans of the franchise, Um, but... You know, in terms of improvements, we're really just trying to polish up the game in uh, in a number of different ways, uh, make it more accessible, a little bit uh, more user friendly. Um, so that, that's everything from like, you know, you can pin recipes now, so you don't have to like write down every recipe on a little piece of paper and and keep switching back and forth. Um, right. There are new tools like the mineral detector that allow you to you know hone in on um, you know the location of ingredients that you need in the world. Uh, we have all new vehicles uh, underwater. We have this modular uh, submarine called the Sea Truck, where um, you like unlock various Sea uh, Truck modules and then uh, kind of connect them, uh, sort of Lego-like, uh, in you know forming this uh, larger submarine uh, to your own design. There's a bunch of new like base components uh, for you to you know customize your bases and uh, you know make them make them pretty and livable. Um, so yeah, so kind of across the board, we've tried to touch touch every little aspect of Subnautica and kind of bring it up a notch. When when you look at the game, and I, I've been playing it for quite a few hours now, it's behind me here. Um, w- would you would you classify this as an RPG, or how would you how would you kind of paint the picture for for those folks that are maybe new to the Subnautica franchise? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an RPG in the sense you're not like developing a character or like trying to level up or sure. um, you know. It's not stat based. Um, you do play a character. The main systems are survival based. Sure. So uh, you have a hunger meter and a thirst meter, and you're trying to make sure they don't go to zero. Um, since the game is predominantly underwater, actually, that one of the primary uh, bits of tension comes from just trying to not run out of oxygen. So right. <laughs> you have an oxygen tank. It only has so much. I, yeah, it's so fundamental. I like look over it, but it's like. You have so much oxygen, so you can go only so deep. And along the way, you'll find, you know, you'll unlock like tanks with greater capacity and vehicles that help you go deeper. So you're always kind of pushing further out into this open world, uh, you know, increasing your range. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting part of the mechanic that I noticed is that you, you, you're absolutely, you know, again, I said as a diver, that's one thing that you have to know when you're underwater is how much oxygen I have left mm. in the tank. And that's the interesting part about this is that the way you kind of allow the player to explore the broader region is the discovering of these vehicles that allow you the range. So you kind of have to get comfortable and learn some of the basics quite close to your base <laughs> and then and then you kind mm, of can yeah. kind of spread your arms out a little bit now as you go through i mean it, there's a normal story here so so there's a lot going on here but there's there's it's such a varied world you know how have you have you been have you been watching how when you're doing your play testing how people approach their you know how, how they approach unlocking the world yeah, we do try to keep an eye on it. I mean, like, it's an open world, and we try to very much not be prescriptive. I mean, we'll give you hints about places of interest, you know, like, uh, we'll put signals on your PDA, but there's no missions or objectives that are really, like, explicitly defined. So it's kind of up to players to figure out where they want to go in the world next. Um, you know, the game starts in a particular location and uh your drop pod which is sort of your initial like starter base comes comes down from the sky and lands somewhere in a starting area and from there it's really open um and yeah we find uh we do like actually keep track of where players are going but um and yeah it tends to be a number of different directions um depending on yeah Personal interest. One thing I noticed, you know, at the top of the game, you have to make a very specific choice about how you're going to play that game mode. And can you explain the different modes that are available for for folks as they're, you know, when they decide to jump in here? 
Yeah, so um, same as the original Subnautica, there's a basic survival mode where everything's turned on. It's the story mode with all the survival systems enabled. Uh, there's a freedom mode, which basically just disables hunger and thirst. Um, so kind of facilitates play, like makes it so you're not managing, um, you're not always like looking for your next meal or for water. Um, there's a creative mode, which is totally open-ended, no cost. The story is disabled, but you can basically just go anywhere. You can't drown. Um, just kind of experience the world, make of it what you want. And then there's a hardcore mode, which is basically one life. And if you die, the save game gets, uh, terminated. So I noticed that it, it felt for a little extra tension, a little, yeah. Just if you want to not you know, ratchet it up a little bit, <clears throat> would, would you say that this game has a little bit more emphasis on storytelling than the first one? Cause that, that, that kind of felt as I was going yeah. through this one again, and I haven't finished it yet in all in full disclosure. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the key ways we differentiated from the first game. We, the first game had like what I like to call like a dead storyline. Like everything is, uh, uh, you know, kind of happening in the background. It's sure. there for you to discover. Um, but your character doesn't have a speaking voice. Like you're kind of, you're kind of like an anonymous, every, every person. Um, whereas in below zero, we decided like, okay, we want to try like putting the story front and center and driving the action a little bit with a, with a living story. So there's, uh, there's only a couple of NPCs who are actually in the world who you meet and talk to. Uh, mm-hmm. and the one, the alien I alluded to earlier, sure. uh, kind of is, is present for a lot of the adventure. Um, but yeah, there's also a, a much more substantial backstory about the Altera research operation that your sister was a part of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all of that story is kind of embedded in the world. So you'll find PDA logs, uh, that you can pick up and hear like little snippets of conversation between the various scientists who were working in the space. And, uh, so, so you as a player can reconstruct the story by going through the open world and collecting these things and, and trying to figure it out. One of the, you know, you talked a little bit about some of the, some of the quality of life in-game elements that you worked on, like pinning, pinning some of the recipes and so forth. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the favorite elements of the original Subnautica that you brought forward or maybe refined a little bit. Um, that's interesting. What, yeah. What did we maintain? Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> like the basic tech tree unlock, um, exploration loop is very similar. So, um, Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to answer that question. (laughs) Um, we're like, we, in many cases, like the team would decide like, well, we don't want to do exactly the same thing. So we're going to change up something. So like one of my favorite things in the original is the sea moth, which was like the zippy little one person, uh, submarine. Um, and, uh, a lot of people are really attached to the Cyclops, which is the massive submarine you got like more towards the late game. Um, and we sort of replaced both of them with this more modular sea truck, uh, uh, vehicle. So, um, yeah, in a lot of cases, we're just kind of looking to take that original formula and spin it in a slightly new way. So even stuff like progression, like the ingredients you use to unlock recipes along the way changes a little bit just to kind of keep things fresh and also more contextually appropriate. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what people love is, I mean, there, there was so much, there was so much love around the original one. So it's great to see that you guys looked at it and you didn't, you didn't do a complete overall. You just evolved it, which is always great to see in the next version of the game. Uh, the one thing I want to point out is I, you know, we talked about at the top of the interview is that this, this is now available as of May 14th, depending upon when you're listening to this show and you're on pretty much every platform, right? You guys are on windows, Mac, switch, mm-hmm. PlayStation four and five, Xbox one and Xbox series X. That's a, that's a lot of platforms to ship right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hairy the last few months for some members of the team trying to trying to ship everywhere all at once. Um, didn't didn't know that it was possible for our little group, but we had a lot of help from external. Th- we had some third party developers we worked with, uh, our friends at Shiny Shoe Unity. Yeah, um, some you know got a lot of help from various QA teams. So it was, uh, yeah, a lot of people pulled really hard. Was to it get glo- let's, let's say up. it's, it's a global exciting. global effort, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, big time. And our team is global. Like we, I think at our peak, we had we, eight time zones represented uh, wow. 
across our team. Uh, for much of development, I was living in Melbourne, Australia, and we had people in Taiwan and Siberia, France, you know, throughout the U.S. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a fun, diverse team in that way. Did that help you? I mean, I assume that you obviously were doing this throughout the, the pandemic as it continues here. Was What kind of challenges did you run into with the pandemic? Or were you guys uniquely suited to kind of handle this remote working style? Yeah, we had been doing remote work from prior to... Right. Uh, to the pandemic. So that was, that's sort of in the DNA of the company anyway. Um, so very little change for us, which is strange because so much change for so many people in this right. world over the last year and a half. But yeah. for us, yeah, it was kind of business as usual. The one thing is that we would sometimes get together in person and we, you know, it's actually really important to us to get to know each other as people and like, not always be he you know heads down uh, or just a or just a digital image on a screen right <laughs> yeah yeah this this does start to feel a little dehumanizing after a while so it's yeah it's important to actually get together in person hopefully we'll be able to do that again soon well, I want to congratulate you and the team. Uh, you know, Subnautica Below Zero now available. We talked about all the different platforms, all the consoles it's available on, last gen and this gen. Of course, it's on Mac and it's on Windows. Subnautica Below Zero. David Kalina, you are the project lead. Congratulations on shipping the game and thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. Uh, Larry, I'm so glad that you, you handled that interview because you know my feelings on diving in open water. Is there ever a game that has been made more for you than Subnautica? I I I you know, I loved Khalif. Do you do you scuba dive? You've been underwater. You've been underwater. You know, right? I'm deathly afraid of the ocean. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Never it's mind. Never it's mind. But I have played some VR games that take you underwater and do that part, and it, those are amazing. Uh, but like, do they the still give you anxiety? Do they still give you anxiety when you got the VR and you're underwater? a little bit a little okay. bit and it, and it really depends on you know which kind of hmd you're using but i think that to a certain extent it's like you still get that kind of head mounted feeling. display for those of you kids yeah. that are hip. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's just me bringing in work stuff into the thing but it's uh it's like those kinds of feelings of st that can you know being confined and not knowing how to kind of get out of the space like that right. absolutely translates in, in all these games. So it definitely feels that way. See, now it's sure. interesting because yeah, you say right. confined and get out of the space, whereas like when you're underwater, for me, it's peaceful and you're able to kind huh. of float. So I, I look at, you know, I'm able to control my X and Y and Z axis effortlessly and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's my happy place. One of my happy places. Yeah. I don't yeah. even like falling off the boat and see a thieves. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> And then you see like this drone footage off the coast of Southern California that came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, oh no, the great whites are way closer than you think. And it was just a bunch, I guess they're just not as aggressive as Hollywood would have you believe. Wouldn't you, but but like, wouldn't oh, no, you rather no, be underwater right where you could see them as opposed to like swimming on the top? I mean, at least when I'm underwater. I'd rather be on the beach in a chair under an umbrella with a cold beer <laughs> and saying, man, what the hell are they doing out there? That's where I would rather be. And uh, talking to the lifeguard, say, I think I saw Finn out there. You should, uh, you should call him back in. Well, if Roy Scheider has taught me anything, <laughs> it's you take your tank and you shove it into the, into the, into the, to the, you know, the shark. And then you mouth. shoot it. Right. You shoot it. <laughs> this has been all about my fears this episode. By the way, I, I do like recreate my, I, I, I recreate my Roy Scheider every time I'm in Sea of Thieves and I'm shooting sharks. You son of anyway, it's a, it's a lot of fun. There. <laughs> anyway, Jeff, we've got Maybe some news coming up here and we got to get Khalif going. Cause he's got to, he's got to work on his own show not just play around with us all morning. So of course. You, well, so the mystery, Larry, yes, the mystery of your background, go full screen, Larry. I, I don't, I I'm directing the director here. Oh, go full screen. Let's see if I could, you, let me see. Oh, I, I was, you didn't know I was going to ask that. There we go. Look so that, that background, people have been asking for, people noticed that you've had it up for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And that is part, that's something that you too will be able to get because uh, we are now celebrating the 20th anniversary of Xbox. Can you believe it's been 20 years, Larry? 20. 2001. Well, I can't because I've been here for, I wrote the blog post and I've been here for 17 of those, <laughs> those 20. So yes, oh, I yeah. can't believe. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of information over on Xbox Wire and on MajorNelson.com about the 20th anniversary and, and what that means. Um, but uh, just in the sort of like immediate phase, what we want to sort of uh, let you know is that there's 
Xbox gear. So if you go to gear.xbox.com, there's some really cool. I expect that I'll be wearing that next week or the week after. Yep. There's a fan fest we would love for you to register for uh, to participate in 20th anniversary fan fest activities, sweepstakes and stuff like that. Now here's the customization stuff. So there's a new 20 year gamer pick that is out there, uh, which I will Ooh. be updating my Twitter account to very soon. And of course my gamer pick as well. I've been here for a third of that time. I feel you like have. I, I'm looking forward to doing that. But uh, then uh, there is, we're going to be doing some streams on uh, twitch.tv slash Xbox, but then it's the, the the background. That is the, the what you're going to be able to start uh, finding this on your on your xbox there was actually some new ones added very recently and it's so, all by the way it's also uh, there's there's an og it doesn't have as much motion in fact i don't think it has any motion for for xbox one as well so it's not just xbox series x and s so go check go check out your console and that, that'll be rolling out over the next time so if you don't have it don't go to the internet or call support just just chillax you'll get an update and it'll be there yeah go for it do go to your custom profile or customized profile menu in your in your xbox uh, background it's called the original and you'll be able to find that. Mm. So happy! Ha- I want to. I want to see Usher say "Happy Birthday, Xbox!" Uh, like the, <laughs> the Happy Easter one. <laughs> happy Easter, <laughs> Xbox. Yes, exactly. Uh, other Love other it. news this week. Uh, so we had a big update uh, begin to roll out. Uh, our May update. Number yep. of things in there. Quick resume. Uh, as you referenced earlier, Larry, uh, getting better, quicker, more reliable. It is uh, an absolute lifesaver and uh, getting better than ever. There's a new feature. It, it had been much requested, is rolling out. And I want you to tell me about it because I don't fully know what it is. And that yeah. is pass-through audio. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, pass-through audio is for those hardcore audio nerds, of which I am barely one. Uh, it takes some of the audio from like your Netflix app or your 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 Disney Plus app, and the console doesn't do anything with it. It just passes it right through and out the uh, HDMI, so that you can put it into so your TV or your receiver can kind of do the best thing it can do with it. So the console steps back and just says, you "Just I'm not going to process this. I don't know what this is. I'm just going to send it out there." So it's audio pass through, uh, and this will enable a uh, in some cases a higher quality um, audio experience depending upon what your home configuration. Is so that's that's really what it is. Well, audio files, uh, you can you can rejoice. Yeah, ABS forms, guys. I know you're all over this one. So, (laughs) (laughs) and girls. So, So, and you know, when it comes to updates, if you want to try these things out earlier, highly recommend you join the Xbox Insider program. We're of course. You forgot one, Jeff. Um, You forgot one. What? What? That's the um, the 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 nifty little quick resume at the top here. Yeah. So we now have. Oh yes. That's right. So you can actually yeah, just go, go quickly go back into things uh, and it will quick resume. I hope. Yeah. People were asking for just a little more granular <laughs> control over what's resume, what resumes quickly. Yeah. And, uh, and to so see what's in the quick that. resume state. Of, uh, yeah. Exactly. So uh, there is, and you could close it out if you choose to do so, but uh, just check out Xbox Wire. There's actually, there's updates to the mobile apps um, and there's also some conversation on, on what's coming next. So uh, definitely worth checking that out. A couple of other just small updates I wanted to call out. Uh, DreamWorks has added How to Train Your Dragon DLC to Minecraft. I know my kid was very into that series of movies. I feel like there's at least three of them now. And so... uh, So it's How to Train Your Dragons. There's a whole world there. How to to Train Your Dragons, exactly. Uh, Destiny 2 has a really uh, big update called Season of the Splicer that is live now. Um, I don't know if you remember... And it depends of people of a certain age may have played oh, like the Super Nintendo or Genesis back in the day. Zombies ate my neighbors. But there is yes. a, a version of that is coming to Xbox along with a Ghoul Patrol, uh, which first came out in like the mid 90s. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to call out, uh, this is a game that keeps coming up because people love it. Uh, one of the best shooter campaigns of all time. Titanfall 2 is on sale for $2.99. Oh. And uh. It has that FPS so boost. Good. So if you've got the suitable TV, as Larry does, and I, I don't know if you, you're rocking 120 hertz, Khalif, but uh, this game oh, yeah. is capable of supporting it. I'm still back here in 60 hertz land, and it still looks beautiful. But uh, 60 hertz and fluorescent lights. <laughs> it's almost like this is like progression i'm all the way on the left i'm the before picture and then as your life gets better you move on closer to Khalid. i bought i bought a tv for my xbox series x i got a new tv because i knew it was going to push 120 
Yeah. So it's we got we got to get you hooked up, Jeff. We got to get you some of that Yakuza influencer money, and then get you to get that to be the thing that gets you the new TV. I, I think I have to I have to win fist fights and then I find yen on the floor and right. if I get enough of that then I can use that to buy a TV. So uh, I, what was, I that, what was the my, name of that? What was the name of that shop, Jeff? Player. Remember when we Khalif? Have you ever been to Japan? No, I'm dying to go to Japan. What was the name? Remember there was all those electronic shops? Don, that, are you talking about Don? Oh, oh, Yodabashi camera. Yeah, yeah, Yodabashi. Like that's the one where people always went. Yes, yes. You go there, and it's like every electronic you could possibly imagine. It's and like, and by the way, know, and some you couldn't even imagine, right? <laughs> also, also true. Just, just tremendously. Like, I, I'm trying to even just think. Like, when you go to like Best Buy, you know, they've got a lot of TVs, and they've got yeah. you know refrigerator. They've got a number of appliances. Just imagine, like, if they had like five times more of each type of thing and, like, and, and all and vertical possible. like remember that the, they were always everything kind of went up uh, one two yeah, three four like five floors. floors yeah yes oh, uh don quixote which is like a strange like a story that just has like a lot of bizarre stuff i can't even think of an equivalent like maybe if like party city met uh uh grocery <laughs> outlet i don't even i can't even, i don't even know like that would be don quixote and they actually put those in the game uh, and you can actually like walk through it. They replicate them very, it's really cool. It's really cool. I miss Japan so, That's so much. Fantastic. So uh, you have to go when you get the chance. Yodobashi, I just, I, I love that place. It was just, it was just heaven, right? It was just, they had so much and it's, it's funny, Khalif, you know, you like, you go into Best Buy, like, Hey, I need X, Y, or Z. And they have one or yeah. two of these things. Like Yodobashi would have like 12 different versions of something. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> So. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you look at like i don't even know what that does but it looks cool that was the place that <laughs> like, if i remember correctly uh jeff uh you know i don't know if you you're aware of this khalif but i jeff and i are big fans of of uh electronic japanese electronic toilets the washlets and that's the first yes. i believe it's the first place i bought mine was in yodobashi in in japan did you yeah i love it yeah so you're ahead of the curve that's awesome that's the, that's the way to do it <laughs> anyway sorry we did, did mean to get sidetracked there you got some more news for us right jeff no, no, I think that let's 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 call it there. Two ninety nine. Get your Titanfall. Titanfall two, I should say. Two dollars and ninety nine. You gotta play that. Yeah, that's that's that that campaign that's is good. fantastic. That, that yeah, and with the the newest uh, addition to Apex, she is right out of Titanfall lore. Yep. Um, it all takes place in the same universe, and I and I was reading there was like a huge spike in the amount of people playing Titanfall two afterwards yeah. because uh, the new character Valkyrie, who's voiced I believe by Erica Ishii, yeah. um, is yeah. really cool character by the way. Um, uh, maybe OP. We'll see if they nerf her because I think uh, I think I, I think I was reading around is so much fun. I think I was reading on Twitter, yeah. someone from, from Respawn already tweeted they were going to. Maybe I misread this or misremembered so or dreamt uh, it. Yeah, she, yeah they, I they mean, definitely got to tweet so Valkyrie a little bit. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but until then, enjoy it. Anyway, well, we should probably wrap up here because I know we've got to go to meetings. Khalif, you've got to get caught. Khalif, tell us again where folks can find you so that they can, they can you know, enjoy more of what you offer. Well, first, again, thank you so much for having me again. This is a blast. Please, I would love to come back and rock with you all again because this was so much fun. Uh, you can check out Spawn of Me on any podcast platform. Uh, we're also on Twitch. We do our live show Wednesday evenings around 6 p.m. PST Great. at twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. Uh, I do a bunch of other shows. I've hosted a whole bunch of things. I was hosting Dice early this year. Hosted Games Beat Summit as well. So doing more hosting as well in the space for the, for the industry. And yeah, again, like come through and come hang out with all of us in Bricago, our, our lovely faux place that we, we have our show, uh, because we love to have fantastic conversations that are full of good, nuanced thoughts, <laughs> which is a thing that we hope to see more of uh, on the internet. So again, you know, thank you all for having me and, and we hope to all see you soon uh, well, where we all rock in here and spot on me. Well, Khalif, as, as our very first guest co-host, we could not have chosen a better one. So I want to, on behalf of everybody at Xbox, I want to thank you for, for joining us and thank you for all your support uh, over the, you know, over the recently. And I know you're going to do a lot more in the future. That's why you've got that refrigerator in the background there. That is a refrigerator. Uh, but yeah, really, really appreciate, really appreciate you coming on we're, we're big fans over here and, and you can definitely come back on anytime you want i'm looking forward to seeing what you think of uh you know we're, we're only a month away from e3 just gonna say so. no I'm, I'm saying we have lots of stuff to talk about I'm and sure you and i and i remember you really and i off the air we're talking about that was one of the first times we met you you got me you and i were chatting uh, coming out of an old uh, microsoft briefing you and you, you had attended right 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we were coming out of the briefing, and I was like, Larry, yeah. wait a second. Let me see if we can snag you for some thoughts. Uh, and, and you were kind enough to, to jump on with a, with a really quick uh, interview with us. And, and again, thank you for that. Because, again, I, the thing I love about what you all are doing here is that you're constantly kind of connecting to all of us in the community and, and pulling up podcasts, pulling up streamers, and pulling up content creators to, to, to work alongside you all to kind of yeah. share the the, the, the good things that are happening at Xbox land. So it, it means a lot to me as a, as a person in the space to, to be able to do that. And, and it's really great because our community loves when we do the shows like that. So it's been fantastic. Well, I got, I got to thank you very much. Thank you for the kind words. And I, I have to tell you, you know, you know, Phil Spencer, and I know you've talked to Phil before he is, you know, he always talks about gamers at the center and we, Jeff yeah. and I, and a lot of people at Xbox are gamers, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a, to your point, there's a huge community and we want to bring you all in here. And the best way is to, is like having conversations like this and all the great work you do and get you on the shows and, and just chatting with you. Cause, cause we just want to make great games and make sure people are having fun wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah, and you and you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sign up for the fan fest myself. All see right. if I can get in there and see what's going on because I'm I'm curious and excited to see what's going to be happening. All so right, any any again. final words before we go, Jeff? I'll let Khalif have the last words. Well, I just say we're... make sure make sure you sub to uh, spawn on me. A uh, really excellent conversation. This is junk food. This show, you oh. know, we just talk about <laughs> crap. But if like if you, the the five course meal of uh, sophistication that you're going to find on Spawn on Me, and <laughs> right it's, uh, you have a, a great, uh, I would say, niche within the gaming community and and holding conversations that need to be need to be held. Yeah. And so, uh, thank you for that. All right. Well, we're going to let everybody go. Khalif, any final words before I let you before I let let you get back to your uh, back to your show? Yeah. Don't eat Paris's food. Uh, that's terrible. Don't do it. Make sure you don't do that because you'll lose gamer score if you do. Okay. Uh, and also, <laughs> that's been medically uh, proven, by the way. That's been medically proven. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At least seven out of ten doctors have said this on, online somewhere. Okay. Uh, so again, thank you all for for having me. And again, you know, check out our show. We, we try to do something very special and different in the industry, and we hope that you all will come along with us for the ride. So thanks again. All right, we'll get you on again soon. Thanks again, Khalif. Jeff, we'll see you next week. Bye bye, everybody.